Okay. We are live on the internet. We're not actually. Oh. That's not true at all. We are not live on the internet. This is pre-recorded. Hello and welcome to Fuck Me Dead, the podcast that brings you the stories from Australia and its buddies that just make you say, fuck me dead. Why do you sound so defeated? Because we're not live. Oh no. <laughs> I'm CJ. Oh I my god. To, I forgot to look up words that start with C and J again this week. I only just remembered. Could you at least pretend to be happy to be doing <laughs> this with me? I'm Amanda. <laughs> Episode 40. Big 4-0. Yep. We're officially middle-aged podcast now. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. That means that I'm close to middle-aged. We'll change the definition in a few years. <laughs> okay, cool. Should be right. <laughs> By the time I get there, it won't be middle-aged anymore. It'll be fine. Right? <laughs> Something else. <laughs> Ow! That sounded painful. Fuck! She just stubbed her toe, I believe. No, I just hit my ankle on the bottom of my desk. Ouch. <gasps> okay, just going to push through the pain. How are you? Better than you are. <laughs> Wouldn't be hard right now. <laughs> What's going on in the life of CJ? Not much, really. Born expensive graphics card. Don't know when it's going to get here, <laughs> but it's coming. It'll be worth it when it gets here. Yeah, it's going to fucking destroy on my computer because uh, my monitor is only good for HD. So and this thing's meant to be putting out like it's meant for playing like 4K 60 FPS kind of things. Mm. So, yeah, it'll trace all the Ray Romanos and... <laughs> Teraflop the gigawatts and knickknack the paddywhacks. You allowed to say that anymore? Uh, aren't you? I because you're not meant to say paddywagon anymore either. Why? Oh, it's a racial thing because the paddies and the paddywagon are the Irish because they're drunks. Oh, oh, yeah, that's why it's called a paddywagon. I mean, I can't remember the last time I said that anyway. But I've learned something today. Yeah, we've all learned something we can't use. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck me dead. <laughs> Well, it's important to know these things so that we don't use them by mistake. And I hope you like education, because I'm going to go into some weird shit that I don't understand later in this episode. But you might, if you've got a degree in biology. I do not. Neither do I. I don't have a degree at all. Same. <laughs> Maybe one day I might have a diploma. We'll see. That's all I got. Anything happening over there? Just hit my ankle really hard. Wow. <laughs> the reeling stuff. I mean, I've not been well, so I don't really have anything exciting. That's true. You've been sick most of this week. Yeah, so I don't really have anything. Not not the Rona. Yes. Should not, point not that out Rona. when I say I've been feeling unwell. Different kind of unwell, not that kind of unwell. But you seem better today. I think so. I still have a headache, but not as bad as the one, when was it, like two weeks ago, where I would literally forget to think halfway through a sentence. Yeah, that was an odd episode to edit. Yeah. <laughs> so, not like that, but I still do have a headache, but I'm sure by tomorrow I'll be back to normal. <laughs> One thing I did do, though, by accident, is all of my stories kind of center around the same thing. Geese. And it was completely by accident. It was more so when I finished writing the notes, I was like, oh, there was a lot of nudity in genitals. So not geese. Not geese, no. Hmm. And the weird thing is, is I actually was going to do a different story for my second one, but it kind of involved a lot more research. And at the time, my headache was pretty bad. And basically, I just couldn't think properly to be able to do it. So I didn't look forward to that next week. You don't even know what it is, but look forward to it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but no, today, for me, nudity and genitals. Okay. What about you? What are yours like? None of that. None of that? <laughs> so it's just me over here with the nudity? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, I've got an old bank robber. Okay. A worm. Well, the worm's naked. It is. <laughs> You're right, the worm is naked. And a return of something you've done a few times. Are we talking big cats? We might be talking big cats again. <gasps> yes! One of my favourite subjects. I know. <laughs> sure someone's there going, oh fuck, they're talking about the fucking big cats. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake, not more fucking big cats. It's okay, it's different this time. These big cats are in New Zealand. Oh, so different. <laughs> Okay, I'm excited. I'm excited mm. for big cats. Um, I think I went last last week, so I'll go first this week. Okay. Our story begins. We're going to be talking about Ross Oliver McCarty. Have you heard of him? No. Nah. Who's he? Well, 40 years ago in the late 70s. Well, this is why I haven't heard of him. <laughs> Sydney man Ross Oliver McCarty committed a string of drunken bank robberies during his lunch break. Oh, so it was just like, oh, lunchtime, better pop off to the bank and do a quick robbery and then I'll go back. Yep. Wow. Okay. <laughs> 
His motivation was to pay off debts he had earned at illegal gambling dens. He was finally sentenced to jail just last week, age 71, pleading guilty to four of the eight robberies. When you were saying his motivation, I was like, I think his motivation is pretty clear. It's money. (laughs) (laughs) But why did he need the money? Because he was a... uh, a stock trader, a floor trader. Oh, so he should have been like rolling in the dough anyway. He was. He's a Mossman resident. Of course he is. So, you know, but this this was in the early days in his career. Okay. So hang on, wait, he got away with robbing four banks in the 70s and he just recently? He got away with robbing eight banks in the space of a year. Fucking hell. Yeah. How? I guess. We'll find out. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. It's very cunning what he did. Yes. So as I said, he was pled guilty to four of the eight robberies, telling the court he was really sorry. <laughs> He was sentenced to a minimum of one year and nine months. Why bother at that point? I know, right? Just like let him off. Like, who cares? Yeah, who cares at this point? <laughs> McCarty employed many disguises during his robberies. Okay. That's how he got away with it, including the classic sunglasses and fake mustache. Oh my God. <laughs> he used to wear bucket hats as well, like what surfies wear. Yeah, yeah, I know what a bucket hat is. He would enter the bank and approach the tellers before handing them notes that he'd written on withdrawal slips. So, you know, it just looks like he's making a withdrawal. Clever. Not, like, making people panic and such. Okay, cool. Claiming he had a gun in his bag and demanding money. To quote one note, which was shown in court, This is a hold-up. Gun and bag. $2,000 in 50s, please. No tricks. I'm sorry, but if you're going to commit a robbery, more than 2000 yeah? He, the most he ever asked for was up to 5000 He's only paying gambling debts, and it is the 70s. Yeah, but I mean, if you're going to go to... I get, I get the sentence now, because it's not that much money. Mm. But I'm like, if you're going to go ahead and uh, rob a bank... While drunk. I really feel like he could have got away with a bit more. <laughs> At least 10, you know? Hey, he only took what he needed, okay? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> so there was actually a gun in the bag, that wasn't a lie, uh, but it's a water pistol. It was only ever a water pistol. He never actually took a gun in. Okay. So clearly, like, he never wanted to harm anyone. He's just like, i got to pay these fucking debts. Because mm-hmm. he was okay. gambling away at illegal gambling dens. He was arrested in December 2018 as a suspect in seven historic bank robberies after police reopened investigations. Eventually, he was caught due to fingerprints left behind on the old notes he handed to the tellers. Wow. They held on to, to those for that long? Mm. Upon his admission of guilt to police, he also advised them of an eighth robbery they weren't investigating. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, so he's just like, yep, throw this one on there for good measure. <laughs> yes. While we're here. <laughs> I figure he's probably had a good life. Lives in Mossman. He's in his seventies now. So whatever. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can, I can do a year in jail. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> Quote: I think just about all of them were after boozy lunches. He told police. <laughs> so I'd get booze at lunch time and go do it. Those days were boozy days. <laughs> I kind of like this guy. <laughs> I, part of me wanted to hate him because like, yeah. oh, you fucking rich Mossman yeah. bastard. But I'm also kind of like, ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> he doesn't seem too bad of a person. <laughs> No, definitely not like the other Mossmanites <laughs> I've met. Mm. This was the first time he's ever told anyone about his crimes, not even his wife. Oh, wow. When he got sentenced, his wife, I didn't mention it, but in the in the notes, sorry, in the article, mentioned that his wife got up, kissed him on the head, said goodbye and walked out of the courtroom. <laughs> he's like, oh, have fun in jail, honey. <laughs> Go back to my Mossman home. See you in a year. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, a minimum one year nine months. I think we'll have the money to get out. I don't think he's going to spend the whole term. Especially when you consider his age and the age of the crimes. Yeah. Eh. Especially if he was only fucking taking two grand at a time. Up to five. Well, I think whatever. Most of was five, but yeah, he wasn't taking lots of money. So he did tell one other person, though. Back in the 80s, he admitted his crimes to his Alcoholics Anonymous sponsor. Oh, so who was he, helping like, cleaned him up sober, his life. Who's helping him sober up in the 80s. Wow. So they really mean anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> They have to be, isn't that part of the... I just thought it was like a polite thing. I didn't think it was kind of like the church, you know, like murder and rape 40 people, go to the church, be like, I did this, sorry. And then they're like, it's okay, God forgives you. And then you go upstairs and it's fine. Um, <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure it's all just first names. I mean, not that I've never been or anything, but from what I understand from pop culture references. I, I would have thought that if they admitted to, I did a bank robbery, they would have been like, oh, we should probably report that. No, but I, <laughs> I don't think they would because I'm sure that especially like maybe like NA or like, you know, drug addicts probably have committed crimes to get drugs and that sort of thing before. That is fair. I see and what if they admit to it. No one's going to go to these meetings. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I see where you come from. So the gambling dens would send men to threaten him while he was at work. Okay. And obviously where he was a floor trader, telling him that they knew where he and his wife lived. Oh. So he was being threatened, which is why he decided to rob banks to get the money. Don't know why he did the money. I mean, it sounds like he did it, did it really successfully, so... Yeah, he did it eight times. I, I was going to say, why do, you only, why do you stop at eight? <laughs> That's all he needed. Just keep going. <laughs> well, he did it in the late 70s and he started cleaning himself in the 80s. So maybe by the time 1980 rolled around, yeah. he was like, I'm going to stop going to these illegal gambling dens. 
and stop robbing banks. <laughs> the judge said his offences were significantly stale but demanded punishment. Quote, the offender, an intelligent and educated man aged in his late 20s, committed each offence with a degree of planning and purpose. The offences weren't spontaneous. They were deliberate, intended, and motivated by financial gain. Well, yeah. So that's why he has to go to jail for just under two years. I don't think he'll serve longer than that. I don't even know if he'll go the whole two, one, month, yeah. one year and nine months or whatever it was. Whatever at this point, right? Yeah, I'm just... <laughs> I, I honestly don't care. Like, I'm not like, oh, this man has to spend this time in jail. I'm like, meh. It was forever mm. ago. He clearly didn't keep doing it, didn't take a large sum of money. Meh. As far as we're aware, though, maybe he did do some other stuff and he got away with it as maybe. well. Maybe. Maybe he's a criminal mastermind. But I mean, ma- like... Maybe he's a criminal mastermind. He's like, yes, I did eight bank robberies. <laughs> and that is all. <laughs> maybe. We'll never know. We might. Well, we might, but probably not. Yeah. If he's a mastermind, go. probably not. The tales of whatever his name was. <laughs> Ross Oliver McCarty. I, don't, I think you could make a fun movie out of it. Yeah. Not that he sounds like he needs the money from a movie deal, but you know. No. Stop. Ross, since I had the idea, if you listen to the podcast, mate, throw some of those royalties my way. <laughs> all right, we'll be good. That's it. That's that, all I got for you. That, that's it. That's Ross's story. My first story is kind of COVID adjacent, I guess. Okay. Um, but we're not really going to talk about the virus. It was weird. I didn't write that word once this entire week in my Isn't notes. Isn't it nice? Like, this unfortunately does mention it in it, but it's not about the virus. It's about like a something that happened as a result of the virus. To genitals. We're getting there. And nudity. <laughs> New strain of coronavirus makes you a nudist. <laughs> no. So I found an article on Daily Mail this week that was basically people just being really outraged about this 2020 resilience fund, which was set up by the government to help struggling artists who couldn't pay their bills during COVID-19. Okay. So apparently people are fucking outraged. This is outrageous. Why is it, well, like, just just before I start reading this, why is it okay for other jobs to get people, help? People don't view arts as a career. But it so clearly it is. It is. They're like, oh, you're just drawing. You're not really working. You don't deserve it kind of thing. People, oh my people... God. Like the skill, the dedication, the hours that gets put into stuff like that. Are you fucking kidding me? No, no. You're just playing around. It's not a real job. You don't know the struggle. The worst thing is that the people who are complaining, I can guarantee you do less work. Probably. Than artists. <laughs> You probably go and do their, you know, eight hours a day and that's the end. I don't think any artist is doing that little. Anyway, that's just that's just my two cents. I think that this is ridiculous that people are outraged about artists getting help during COVID. Come yeah. on. Especially if they were able to pay their bills with art beforehand. I don't yeah. understand why they would be viewed any differently than anyone else who's struggling because they're not getting as much work during the pandemic. Oh, people just don't see it as a real job. <laughs> anyway... As far as I can tell, people are outraged about the kind of artists that they're finding out they're being supported by the fund. Okay. So it seems that the general public thinks, for some reason, that either they should be able to decide which artist the fund supports. Okay. Why? What gives you the right to judge? What gives anyone the right to judge? I'm sure that, like, I, what I envision it is, not that I know this is the case, what I envision it is, is that they probably have to meet some kind of criteria or meet obligations before they're able to apply for it anyway. Mm. So as long as they meet it, who cares what kind of artist they are? Anyway. Or that they think the fund shouldn't exist at all because artists, <laughs> they don't deserve money for some reason. <laughs> So they take particular uh, concern with artists who are involved in identity politics. Ah. Um, Because, you know, how dare they or something. I'm going to give you some examples of artists that are causing the most outrage currently. Okay. Lay it on me. (laughs) Casey Jenkins from Melbourne, who has a project that has her performing monthly live self-inseminations. What? Um, She's getting a turkey baster and she's sticking it right up there in the hopes of getting pregnant. Okay. She's queer or gay or not straight Whatever. So the project is aimed to bring awareness to the experience of queer reproduction and disrupt her. I can't say this. Heteronormative parenting narratives. So basically, she's saying straight people aren't the only way to parent. Yeah. Essentially, which I get. Honestly, I don't know why why that's such an issue. I know I'm going off on a tangent here, but why is that an issue? Why do people think that two women or two men can't raise a child? Because then the kid will turn up wrong. But think about all those single parents who raise kids anyway. So it Both of my parents were useless and they were straight. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, it doesn't yeah. make no, sense. No, I know. Um, so I don't understand why that even needs to be said, but whatever. This is the world we live they'll in. They'll make the kid gay and that's against god and jesus and whatever other fucking religion because they all seem to hate gay people (sighs) anyway her previous work included knitting yarn that had been placed in her vagina for 28 days cool but also that sounds really uncomfortable yeah 
28 days. And why? What did it do to the yawn? I did, to be honest, I did not look that up. What What was the point of that? I read that and went, okay, and then just stopped looking. <laughs> I think this lady might be a bit vagina obsessed. If she's gay, I would say yes. Uh, that was part of the subtle joke, yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Another example is Kelly Leonard, who is a climate activist. Oh, that fucking bastard. I know, right? How dare you care about the planet? <sighs> It described her as weaving props for Im- for the environment and placing them near coal mines. And I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Because that sentence didn't make a lot of sense to me. I looked at her Instagram up and basically she weaves her own fabric. Okay. And like sometimes they're just like patterns. Sometimes they have words on them. And yeah, she hangs them up near coal mines. Okay. I think as some form of protest, but I'm not 100% sure. H- how did this make them money before coronavirus? I'm not sure. See, I'm starting to... Now that you're explaining the kind of art that people are upset about, I'm like, I'm understanding why people are saying that's not a real job. Because when you were talking about it, I thought you meant people doing like gigs and like painters and things like that. Um, I'm fairly certain Casey Jenkins had like... Like, I assume they must have done other stuff at some point. But I'm, I'm understanding sure that like her now, yarn one was like on display somewhere. Oh yeah. I'm understanding um, now why people are doing this because they're like to themselves. That's not a job. They're just out there freeloading and complaining on some weird thing. Uh, Julie Vulcan, whose previous work included an installation featuring her own blood in pieces of cotton, was also given a grant. Yeah. There's a famous artist. I don't know his name, I'm afraid. I believe he's from like somewhere in South America or Africa. Again, it's been a long time since I've seen a video on him. But he paints portraits of world leaders in his own blood and then sends them to them. And I think he does it with his feet. What does he hope to achieve by sending them to them? I think he's like from some country that got really fucked up by outside leaders. Right, okay. uh, Actions. So it's sort of just like a statement. Statement, yeah. Yeah, okay. Interesting. George W. Bush got one. I know that much. I wonder if he kept it. I don't know. Anyway. Dr. Bella D. Diabora, sorry, I pronounced that wrong, who opposes the fund, had this to say. Thousands of Australians are losing... (laughs) Thousands of Australians are losing their entire livelihoods, yet we are paying for artists to literally send things into outer space. I don't know where that was. This has to cease immediately. It's astounding that the Australia Council for the Arts is spending taxpayers' money on an array of potential artistic projects which have absolutely no benefit to mainstream Australians. Artists should be able to make all the political statements they wish in whatever mediums they choose, but Australian taxpayers should not be picking up the tab. I don't know if I agree with that. (laughs) However, the Australia Council said that all grants that had been given fulfill obligations of accountability to the Australian government. So like I said, they have to meet some kind of standard. It's not that the government isn't giving money to other people anyway. So really, what does it matter? I just... If it was something along the lines of these artists are getting paid to do these weird art projects, but everyone else wasn't getting, say, JobKeeper or JobSeeker. Yeah, I mean, that'd be different. Then I'd be like, yeah, what the fuck? Why are we paying for someone to turkey base themselves? But they're not. Well, sorry. Well, rather, they are getting government. Everyone's getting government handouts at the moment if you need it. Who gives a shit? Yeah, I'm not really sure. Like, but I, I honestly, I can't. I, I don't know why you would think that you have to write to say who is and isn't entitled to help in a fucking pandemic. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? They're a doctor. Yeah. And doctor it's like stupid. Ooh. So, so she clearly agrees with some artists. Mm. Getting this grant, but only if they appeal to mainstream Australia, whatever the fuck that is. Probably something about stopping boats and... <laughs> I don't know. But, like, so who who is this person, this doctor person, whoever the fuck she is? Who, like, why does she have the right to decide what's an acceptable artistic she's choice? she's a doctor. Oh, gives a fuck. When does it, being a doctor make you, like, the police on art? I... Yeah, I know. I don't understand. Just because you don't agree with their choices doesn't mean that their art isn't valid. Yeah. They're probably not getting obscene amounts of money anyway. We're probably only talking like a couple of grand. Well, the thing is, they only get one grand. Even if they got like $10,000, it's not going to last them that long. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't really get why this is even a story. Just because like some broad thought that like... (laughs) She she's the art police and doesn't want these particular projects to be funded because she doesn't agree with them. Like, how dare? Like, where was you the know? art that went into space? She mentioned. Yeah, I don't know. That wasn't in the article. I want to see the artist that goes into space. Yeah. There's a really cool photo that I've seen somewhere. I gotta go find it, but it's an artist. He or she, I can't remember now. Anyway, they make floral bouquets mm. and then they send them into space, into low <laughs> Earth orbit, and they take a photograph of them as they're like separating into the atmosphere. That's kind of cool. It is really cool. That's why I'm like, what is this art we're sending into space? Is it like that? Well, maybe that's what she's talking about. Maybe she doesn't like the fucking flowers, right? They're they're too political for her. (laughs) Hang on. Artist sends flowers into space. I mean, the other side of that is like, oh, because art's never been political before. 
Azumi Makoto, okay. Japanese flower artist, makes really elaborate bouquets and then sends them into low Earth orbit and takes a photo of them. And there's ones of like bonsai trees up there and stuff. I check it out; it's really cool. I just I wonder how like they came up with the idea. I don't know, but it looks great. <laughs> like every single one of them is just like oh, perfect like wallpaper. Yeah. I don't know. There's just like, I have a feeling that this this person just is a conservative who doesn't like that taxpayers' money is helping artists who don't agree with her. Yep. I mean, I don't know for a fact. I'm just saying that's a feeling I get from what she's saying. I just, yeah, I don't get why you would pick and choose based on their political stance, um, whether you would give them a grant or not. That seems ridiculous. What a weird thing to be outraged by right now. If you're wanting to hear something else that's weird. Okay. How a drunk vibrating worm landed Australia a global science prize. Drunk vibrating, vibrating worm. worm by uh, Aaron Lyons from news.com.au. This article. <laughs> okay. Now, as I said, I don't think I'm smart enough to understand entirely the point of this experiment. Okay. I'm going to try and explain it the best I can, but I think there's a biology degree or two missing in my <laughs> okay. background for me to quite, quite, and a physics degree as well to quite understand what the point of this is. <laughs> but a worm drunk on vodka vibrating around on a subwoofer in a backyard shed in Victoria has secured one of the world's most sought after science prizes, the Harvard University IG Nobel Prize for Improbable Research. Okay. The goal of which is to first make people laugh and then make them think. Okay, I've never hence, heard of this. Hence the drunk vibrating worm. Right, like, okay. Oh, what the fuck? And then you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> the problem is I think to... I, I did think, but it didn't quite click with me. Okay. Some very high-level science here, I think. So, Swinburne University of Technology researcher Dr. Ivan Maximov, I want to say, alongside mathematician also from that university, Andre Potosky. Potosky? Potosky. Probably Potosky. I believe Potosky doesn't sound right. Tested four species of earthworms to demonstrate, now follow along here, that vertical vibration of living worms lying horizontally on a fat, solid surface, results in the onset of subharmonic Faraday-like body waves. Are you following along? No. Cool, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> did you Google what some of these words mean? I did, and it did not help me. <laughs> okay. So what does this mean? Okay, what does it mean? I don't think I understand. <laughs> At all. I even found the research paper, and I read the entire conclusion, and I still don't know what the point of this exercise was. <laughs> A lot of big words, a lot of things I don't understand, but let's quote the research paper directly here and see, maybe someone out there, maybe our audience is a little bit smarter in biology and physics than us. Okay. <clears throat> the ability to excite nonlinear subharmonic body waves in a living organism could be used to probe and potentially to control important biophysical processes, such as the propagation of nerve impulses, thereby opening up avenues for addressing biological questions of fundamental impact. Is that making it any clearer for you? I feel more stupid than I've ever <laughs> felt in my life. <laughs> right? <I'll> <laughs> from what I can, with my little pea brain, try and decipher <laughs> from this is they're looking into the effects of, I guess, sound and acoustics on the brain and how it functions, and then maybe using it to control it. So I've written here, it seems to me there's something involving the effect of sound on the function of the brain. As okay. I said, I read the whole conclusion. Don't think I'm smart enough to understand this. It's <laughs> a lot of biology and physics degrees I seem to be missing here. What I think the applications, again, take this with a pinch of salt because I have no idea entirely what this is. <laughs> but to me, it sounds like they're hoping maybe we can like put something in the brain that plays at a frequency and it would counteract a defect or we could use sound in some way to fix issues or sort of better understand how the brain works. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> If any of our listeners out there do understand any of this I've just said, please, by all means, call me. Why well, don't call me? Hit me up on, <laughs> uh, hit us up on Twitter. Write us an email. Let me know. I am kind of curious. I want to know why we were vibrating a drunken worm. <laughs> of course, the entire research paper is written in scientific lingo because the people who are going to read it are all scientists, fucking PhD holders. All right. I get it. I need my layman's term one. Even the newspaper didn't really explain it well enough for me. I was like, I don't get why. This yeah, happened. I was just about to ask that if the uh, <laughs> article didn't like break it down for like the, the average Joe. I, I'm starting to think that maybe um, Erin Lyons might have been as lost as we were. Oh, so she didn't understand what she was writing <laughs> She wrote something where I'm like, this is probably what's meant to explain it, but it really doesn't still tell me what the purpose of it is. Right. And so I've sort of adapted that to my own response. Maybe she does, and she just explained it badly. I'm not saying Erin doesn't know what she's talking about, because I certainly or don't. Or maybe she's just smarter than the both of us, and she gets <laughs> yeah. it more than and we do. Like, yeah, this makes sense, of course. <laughs> That's why you vibrate a worm. So, <laughs> earthworms, however, they're prime candidates for this experiment. Okay. They have a hydrostatic skeleton with a flexible skin. And a liquid-filled body cavity, because you need, like... It was something about, like, they were using sounds 
to make parts of the worm bulge and shit. I don't know. Okay. It was weird. I don't. I was so lost. And the more of it there, I read, the dumber I felt. So now you're going to share in that with me. Yeah. <laughs> so a hydrostatic skeleton, though, I did manage to learn what this is. Basically, it's a fluid skeleton. So rather than having bones, they've got like tubes of fluid that they use to keep their body supported. So things like starfish have this. Right, okay. Worms have it because they don't have bones. So how do they keep the structure of their body? They use these fluid tubes. So that's kind of neat. tubes. Yeah, tubes of fluid. Additionally, worms are cheap. Okay. Worms are cheap. That's why they use worms. They don't require an ethics approval. <gasps> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> and apparently the axons, whatever the fuck that is are somewhat similar to mammalian nerve fibers. So that's why they chose a worm, because of trying to get close to what could be used in person. And apparently it's easy to anesthetize a worm with vodka. Please do not go out and anesthetize <laughs> your garden worms with vodka after listening to this Fucking podcast. Hell. Okay. Also worth noting, not the first time that Australia has actually won this award. They won it last year as well. There's like 12 handed out every year. For research into how wombats poop cubes. Maybe I should have investigated that story. I might have understood it a bit better. They poop cubes because they poop cubes. But why cubes? Nothing else poops They're cubes. Neat. I I can't imagine it feels nice to poop out a cube. I mean, I'm assuming that the edges aren't sharp. You want to hope. Like, they'd have to be rounded off, right? I'm trying to think. I know I've seen wombat poop when I was at the zoo, but... Because otherwise you just... It's not exactly an image I burned time. into my mind. Maybe they've got square little buttholes. Or that. You know, like those Fisher Price toys for kids where you got to yeah. get the right shape block and the right shape hole? <laughs> Do wombats have square asses, Squ- square sphincters at the butt? There was a part of me that went to Google it, and then there was a part of me that's <laughs> like, I don't want that in my search history. Oh, I'll Google it. <laughs> <laughs> I-, I think the answer will be no. I think you're right. They're probably just rounded, rounded edges. Yeah. But it would also be funnier to have <laughs> fucking Asia or whatever looking at my history later being like, <laughs> reading it. Any reports from that weird CJ guy, that fucking radical podcast? Uh, he Googled, does a wombat have a square asshole? <laughs> And that's when they'll evict me from the country. <laughs> I'm sorry, FBI guy that's listening to us. Deported. <laughs> Back across the Tasman, never to return. What am I going to do? You can come with you. Got to make sure your passport's valid. Okay. For those of you who don't know, if you're living in New Zealand and think to yourselves, oh, I wouldn't mind living in Australia, or you're living in Australia and think, I'd rather live in New Zealand, all you need to do to live and work in the other country is have a valid passport. It's really cool. I have a feeling that that may not be the case right at this very moment. Oh, yeah. you got to wait till after COVID. But, yeah, wait know. wait until that. <laughs> as long as my passport stays valid, I'm allowed to live in Australia and work as long as I please. But if it expires, I become an illegal alien. Rude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my worm story. Okay. I'm still not sure I quite got it. But Yeah, I don't know. I just like the idea of vibrating <laughs> drunk worms. Yeah, why not? It's science. So when you find me in the garden tomorrow... <laughs> With vodka. <laughs> With vodka <laughs> and a worm. We're just doing science together. Yeah, sure. Okay. Except I'll be the one vibrating on the subwoofer. I'm so concerned right now. <laughs> the worm will be the scientist. It's only fair. I also don't require ethics approval. What, from yourself? From the... I consent. <laughs> I consent to being covered in vodka and vibrated on a subwoofer. I think you might regret that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of vodka, actually, so... Yeah. There you go. We'll use gin. <laughs> Straight Gordon's gin, just like that detective I met in China. Was he also vibrating on a subwoofer? No. <laughs> He's a decent pool player, though. I have a story that's going to make you hurt and cringe inside. Okay, well, someone's getting kicked in the dick. <laughs> oh, it's so much worse. Okay, crocodile's going to bite him on the dick. <laughs> I want to take you back in time. Is he going to get bitten on the penis by one of those spiders that causes necrosis? No. Okay. But I want to take you back in time pretty much two years ago almost to the day. I don't know if I was alive back then. Oh my god. You were because I had met you already. Oh Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, Oh fuck. So it's it's 2018 and we're in Wentworth Falls which is in the Blue Mountains which is west of Sydney. Yeah and everyone's got afros and mustaches. Do they? Sure, why not? 2018, 70s, same Oh my shit. god. <laughs> I honestly don't know how else to write this, so I'm just I'm just going to tell you the facts because I feel like they're shocking enough on their own okay. without getting creative in the way that I tell you. A man had the tip of his penis bitten off while using a glory hole in a public toilet. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, so dirty. Oh no. Who knew there were glory holes in fucking the Blue Mountains? But okay. Of course there'd be fucking glory holes in the Blue Mountains. Why would you say that? Why wouldn't there be? There's fucking probably glory holes everywhere. I'm sure they're way more common than people think. Have you seen any? 
Maybe. I mean, you use men's toilets, so... Mm. Anyway. Sometimes, yeah. There's, like, holes in the walls. I'm not game enough to fucking put, <laughs> put in your dick in it. Or have a look. But, you know, <laughs> so, sometimes in the bathroom, there's, like, a round hole. I'm like, I wonder if there's a glory hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See what, what it is. <laughs> okay, anyway. The man being... I, I already know one listener who listens to our podcast who's probably cracking it up right now and also cringing. <laughs> Hi, Chris. <laughs> The man had been at a cricket club pre-season picnic at Wentworth Falls Lake. The pre-season picnic before someone took a little quick bit of his prick. <laughs> Shouldn't be laughing. I'm sure this wasn't pleasant for this guy, but what was it? Come picnic? On. Then some prick took a nick at me dick. <laughs> Just the tip. He, fo- he followed another man into the public toilet, and apparently, is there like a sign? This toilet in particular was a well-known spot that gay men went to, and I'm like. How is that well known? I'm sure it gets around their own communities. They're probably like, you know how like we're in our neighborhood Facebook group? Yeah, actually. It's probably a glory hole Facebook group. <laughs> What's the signal there? What's the like? But yeah, like he point, might if, have just went to like take if a If you're whack. already following them in, doesn't that, doesn't the point of the glory holes you don't know who's on the other end? I thought that too. I'm like, why bother with the glory hole then? Yeah. Anyway, that, that's. This is the way it happened. It only took two minutes before screams were heard from the toilet. The man then ran out and asked for someone to call an ambulance for him. He said, and I quote, call an ambo, it's going to fall off. (laughs) (laughs) I do feel like really bad for this guy, but also this is fucking funny. (laughs) This poor dude. He told the ambos that he had accidentally cut his penis by falling over with a knife in his pocket. Why were you standing in the toilets with a knife? Oh, in his pocket? <laughs> sure. Sure, and you just fell on that glass bottle yeah, as right. well. <laughs> that's that's exactly really... What I thought. That's so common. Those stories of, like, people coming like, oh, I just fell and now fell. there's a wine bottle up my ass. Oh, Where no! You know, you're just like, in the bar, in the kitchen, making your dinner, <laughs> you're naked, it's normal, there's a wine bottle on the floor, and then you slip on a banana peel, and oh, fuck, up it goes. I don't think it'd go up that easy. No. It'd probably anyway. shatter if you fell on it, let's Ugh. be honest. Anyway. And- also, I feel like if you fell on a wine bottle and it like shoved up your ass so hard you couldn't get it out, it would probably rupture your ass. Look, I don't really want to think about it. Anyway. <laughs> I could have fucked me dead. Um, so the tip was successfully reattached at Katoomba Hospital. So Ah, fuck, he's got stitches n- in his dick. Good news there. But stitches or staples? It has to be stitches, right? You wouldn't want to get her an erection. Oh, fuck. Anyway. Ow. Like, it was the weirdest sensation when they pulled stitches out of my forehead. I can't imagine what we like out of the foreskin. Imagine getting <laughs> um, anesthetic. Mm. <laughs> All of this is bad. Oh, no. I don't even have a dick and it is paining me to think about it. Did we find out why it was bitten? Um, no, we don't find out why it was bitten. But he must know who did it because he followed him in. It was clear that he didn't want to admit what had happened either. So. Or was it just a mistake? Did someone get a little bit too excited? I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. But I love the final line of the Blue Mountains Times Facebook post so much that I couldn't change it. Okay. And it said, the penis spider is yet to be found. <laughs> <laughs> On tonight's top stories, the penis spider remains at large. So... The story was brought to my attention in a Facebook group I'm in. I tried to Google the Police story. Police have been on high alert, erecting stations around the area oh to find the culprit before he chomps on another. I was gonna, I was gonna go for some alliteration there, but I ran out of ideas after I said chomp. Oh no! I tried to Google the story to see if I could find an actual news article about this, but I couldn't. Like there was no real like article about this. It was just on the paper's Facebook page. Okay. So I didn't find the article, but I did find a follow up. Facebook post. Okay. And it was only one sentence long. <laughs> the penis spider has been arrested following a dramatic car chase that has ended in Canberra Street, Wentworth Falls. <laughs> it doesn't say what happens to him after that. Like, I have so many How questions. How did it end up in a car chase? I don't know. Like, I have so many questions. Why was this not more detailed? <laughs> oh. How did they find him? Why was it a car chase? Maybe they went back. Okay, here's, here's what I think happened. They went back to the scene of the crime, the police, undercover. Maybe. And they waited. Waited. They waited for someone to signal them in. And they went in and they followed in the guy and they go in the glory hole. But instead of their penis, they put through like a sausage or a salami <laughs> that's being cut up and maked up to look like a penis. Okay. And then they wait to see if it gets bitten. So the police went around to all the glory holes in Wentworth Falls <laughs> with these dick sausages. Took them in glory holes, waiting to see if they could get a bite. It was like fishing. Right. Fishing with a salami penis. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, this is why there's no stories. The police don't want you to know. And so, obviously, finally they get a bite. Mm. And that's when it's on. And like that, Donkey Kong. Yeah. And they chase the guy out of the glory hole building. He gets in his car. 
<laughs> and they, there's a chase for some reason. Sure, this is exactly this how is exactly it what went down. <laughs> I wonder what kind of salami they used. <laughs> oh my god, I'm gonna say Hungarian because it's quite mild. Mm. Yeah, you don't want a spicy penis. <laughs> <laughs> or do you? <laughs> or do. <laughs> mm. Must I be have very no other must be very interesting for the people on the other end who weren't the penis biters. Being like, oh. yeah. hey, I said a penis, <laughs> but thank you. I'll take that to use on my sandwich later. Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> I really don't know how to move on from that to what I've got. I think the moral of the story is, though, don't. Men, seriously, I don't know. Like, I'm a guy. <laughs> don't stick your dick in random holes where it doesn't belong. <laughs> right. I know you might think to yourself, yeah, I can fit it in there. <laughs> but can he get it back out? I mean, he did get it back out. You know, I've heard enough stories about people who are like, oh, I stuck my dick in a Coke bottle and now I can't get it out. Why? Why did you think to yourself, I'm going to fuck a Coke bottle? That's a pretty tiny dick to fit in. Anyway. (laughs) So how are you going to segue us into Something about mysteries in the dark and the nightness. I don't know. (laughs) Fuck it. In 1977, Kaipoi resident Francis Clark reports a close-up sighting of a tiger. (gasps) Now, I've lived in in Kaipoi. Okay. There's nothing but fucking ducks. Is that what the tiger was eating? I don't know. I didn't live in Kaipoi in 1997. I lived there in... It was 1977. Yes. Sorry. I lived there in 1997. This is 20 years before I was there. Her story is only believed once a large paw mark and droppings are found on nearby Pine Beach, which I also lived next to because I lived on like one of the sub-streets that backed onto the beach in Kaipoi. Kaipoi is a small town just north of Christchurch, which is, I guess most people probably know Christchurch these days for the terrible shooting that occurred there just over a year ago. I don't think that I would think of that straight away. I would think of the massive earthquake. That would be the other one, the earthquake. Beautiful city, though. Really recommend you go. I say that, but my memories of Kaipoi are... So the city might look a bit different to how I remember it now, because I know all the buildings fell down that earthquake. Yeah. Back to our story. 1996. A Labrador-sized black cat is reportedly seen by a woman mountain biking near Twizzle. I don't really know where Twizzle is. Okay. I forgot to look it up. But these all take place in Canterbury, which is a region of New Zealand. Okay. In 1998, something resembling a mountain lion is observed near Cromwell. In 1999, a black panther is spotted in Mackenzie Country, then Banks Peninsula. And then came creatures that were known as the Meraki Mountain Lion, the Lindus Lion, and the Ashford Black Cat. Do I have your interest yet? Yes. Because <laughs> you like big cat stories? This is by Emma Dangerfield. I think it came off stuff.com.au, but just check our notes for that. I forgot to put down the website. I'm sorry, but I feel like there has to be some truth to this. How do so many people see big cats? And like, it- I-, I think you're really going to like this story. Okay. A fortnight ago, there are two more sightings reported by possum hunters. But this time we have a body. <gasps> body? A body. Of one of the cats. And what is it? Jesse Ferry was in Ashley Forest, which I think I've also been to, when, quote, I saw something on the other side of the gully, so I took a high shot to see what it was. I don't know what he means by that. I, I, a high I, shot, I, I don't assumed know. assumed camera, but... Camera, high flash, he's out possum hunting, so he had a gun on him. Possums are a pest in New Zealand, by the way. We've got the um, uh, American opossum. They were introduced, and they're really bad for our environment, so people go out. It's like a professional career in New Zealand. You go out and kill possums. Do people kill possums in Australia? No. Because they're native, they're right? native and yeah. they're protected. They're meant to be here. They're very cute too. They are a lot cuter. Um, yeah, in, in New Zealand we got trash possums and they're a fucking <laughs> pest um, and we turn them into coats. Well, at least they're useful for something. Yeah. So before people go, we can't believe the hunting possums. No, we have to get rid of them. They're really bad for the environment. You know, it's almost like feral cats, which is also a problem in New Zealand as we're about to discuss. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure feral cats are a fucking problem everywhere. Don't feel bad for these possums. They shouldn't be there. We have to get rid of them. I have a feeling that, like, most countries have animals that they cull because they're a pest. Yeah. I Cane toads here. Rabbits here. Yep. Foxes. Um, yeah. There's Pretty much anything quite a lot. The thing about New Zealand is there's only two species of native mammals, and they're bats. Oh, cute. I love bats. Hmm. Plus one lizard, which is called a tuatara, very closely related to dinosaurs. Um, and then everything else in New Zealand was birds. Right, okay. That's why we have so many fat, flightless birds, because there were no other <laughs> there were no other creatures. That's why we have so many flightless birds, because <clears throat> there weren't any other things to compete with, so birds were able to fill those niches. Anyway, we're getting really off. Sorry. I just like talking about my country, huh? Go figure. Quote, when it ran off, the speed it moved at, I won't go up there anymore. Jesse's afraid. He goes up there later that week. <laughs> so, I assume. Later that week, after he's seen this thing, he's up out spotlighting for possums with his friend, um, which is when you just go out with a big light and you shine around looking for possums and then obviously you see their eyes glowing and you shoot them. Mm -hmm. I was going up a cable car in Queenstown 
to a restaurant one evening and there was a guy out doing it for rabbits. He was spotlighting below us and shooting. It's kind of an interesting thing to have someone firing a rifle off below you as you're in a cable car, but whatever. <laughs> so, Jesse and his mate, they're out spotlighting for possums when they spotted what at first they think it's a deer. Is that big? Quote, we walked around, got to the gate, and shone the torch around, when this black streak just ran across the track. I spotted it, not even a hundred meters away from us. It was down as low as it could be and coming for us. <gasps> Jesse moves to about 50 meters from this animal, and mm-hmm. he shoots it. Takes oh, a shot at this cat. It? He kills it. Oh no! This is why we have a body. I was hoping it, like, died of natural causes after living a happy life in the- Oh, I don't like the story anymore. We've got a black cat, though. It's all... But it's fucking dead because someone <laughs> shot it! There's probably more. On inspection of the body, he's positive it's the baby of the adult cat he saw earlier in the week. So it's not as big. But he thought it was a fucking deer? Yeah, I don't know. It's dark in the distance. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. I guess, like, female deers aren't, like, huge, but they're still fucking bigger than a feral cat. I also don't know how big the deer would get in New Zealand. I've never seen one. Oh, yeah, good point, also actually. Introduced. I've only seen Australian deer. Mm. And I've, the only deer I've really encountered are the ones in Nara in Japan. So Yeah, the only ones I've really seen, like, up close are the ones that live near my grandparents' house. Quote again, I do a lot of possuming, which is the verb for possum hunting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see wildcats all the time. Normally they're quite scrawny, but this is monstrous. So he's quite experienced with wildcats. He probably shoots a lot of feral cats himself, I'd imagine. I think that's part of the job for possuming. So the cat Jesse's killed weighs 11 kilos. Okay, not that big. Not that big. Not like, like I'm saying that's huge for a cat. Mm. Like a house cat, that's huge. But that's not like, you know... Tiger weight. Tiger weight or panther weight no. or any of that kind of thing. It's 105 centimeters long. That's pretty long. Hence why um, earlier today I took out your measuring tape. Because <laughs> I went and compared it to our largest cat. Okay, and how does it compare? Well, Poppy was kind of curled up, but she was not even close. All right? It was quite, I was like, oh, I think Poppy might be a meter long. I don't no, think so. Not no. At all. So 45 centimeters of that is just the tail. Whoa. Okay. And it has 1.4 centimeter long fangs. So that's some big wouldn't teeth. wouldn't want that to bite me. So for those out there using stupid measurements, the cat's over three foot long. That's that's really long for like a It is big. There, there are pictures if you'd like to see it. I don't, is it dead? It's dead, yeah. I don't want to see it then. So he estimates the adult that he saw earlier in the week at twice the size of the one he's killed. <laughs> that makes it even worse. He killed a baby. It's still an introduced pest. So if that helps. No, it doesn't. Okay. Now, the largest feral cat that has been caught by the Department of Conversation... Sorry, Conversation. Blah, 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 blah. Fuck! <laughs> you can do it. The largest feral cat caught by the Department of Conservation... Third time's the job. You got it! <laughs> ...in the southern island of New Zealand. The largest feral cat caught by the Department of Conservation in the South Island's high country weighed only seven kilos. Whoa. Which is about what our ragdoll weighs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She, she's meant to be big. Yeah, she could, she could probably eat a little bit less. Move a bit more. We love uh, her. I don't think she could eat less. She doesn't really eat. But she could move more, for sure. She could move more, yeah. She doesn't eat a lot. At least it's not all fat. She is kind of muscular. She's truly. Which... Truly is a strong cat. I've seen the picture of this dead cat we're talking about. It was quite... It was buff. Oh, okay. So it was muscular. It was a buff looking cat. Also, it's living in a coal part of New Zealand, so probably got a lot of fur in it, too. Might be adding to the weight. Yeah, but how much does fur really weigh? That's true. So there's a photo of the dead cat in the news article, and I will concede it is a big black cat. So they've got it down next to the tape measure, and they've also got it down next to the guy's hunting rifle, and it's like a little bit longer than the guy's gun. Fuck, okay. That's a big cat. Um, In your opinion, because I'm not going to look at the photo mm-hmm. because it's dead, does its facial features look more like a feral cat or that of a there's big cat? There's no... You can't see its face. Okay. They've only got two pictures of them from a distance. I'm still inclined, though, to believe that this is a feral cat. Just a really big one. It looks like a house cat to me. It's certainly not any kind of panther. Okay. Uh, I'm inclined to, after all these stories, we're getting a big cat to this podcast. It is my opinion, I, I feel, what I think. What I think personally is happening is that feral cats are simply just evolving to be bigger through natural selection and survival of the fittest. It pays to be a bigger cat. The bigger cats are more successful. They go on to breed. Hence, the cats keep getting bigger over time. So initially, yeah, these were just domesticated house cats that got out or just other cats that escaped. And over the generations, they're just getting bigger. Um, for me, in this particular, this dead cat in particular, is that he says it's probably a baby of the one he saw the week prior. Now, the paws are wrong. Because if you look at like a baby lion or a baby tiger, mm-hmm. they've got big fucking paws. You can tell they're going to they grow, grow into, into them. them. Yeah. This cat, no. Its paws are like, it, the, the paws kind of match its body and they look like our cat's paws. Right, okay. So that's, to me, I think it's just a really fucking big feral cat. But I will concede 
there are fucking huge feral cats running around the southern island of New Zealand. <laughs> and I wouldn't like to get on the bad side of them. The thing is, though, there have been sightings for so long mm. of big cats that I'm like, maybe... Because I know that the theory in Australia is that a lot of like circuses and stuff just let shit out. One of the theories right? for them in New Zealand is a circus transporting animals to Australia <laughs> let one out in New Zealand. <laughs> Fucking pricks. So were they breeding with other cats? And now we have this weird... Hybrid? Hybrid. Yeah, could be. I mean, is that a possibility? I suppose. Maybe. <sighs> I don't Does know. I don't, I don't think... I don't know. I know you can breed a tiger and a lion together, but I don't think the offspring can reproduce so i don't know if you could breed be a genetic dead a end. circus animal and a domestic cat i don't think they're close enough they're not like dogs dogs are kind of weird like that where you can like have a chihuahua and a mastiff bang and get an animal out of it yeah i knew someone who had a chihuahua cross german shepherd and it was the weirdest little thing i'd ever seen <laughs> lovely lovely dog but <laughs> weirdest little thing i've ever seen <laughs> just, i just hate to think about like what's that like for that poor fucking rat dog when it's getting knocked up by and yes it was it was the chihuahua that was the mother so oh my god and rex wasn't rex wasn't chihuahua sized he was somewhere in the middle but like much smaller than a german shepherd but still had german shepherd markings yeah. he's a very weird looking little dog <laughs> i also just think the image of like a male chihuahua trying to mount a fucking mastiff or something is yeah, pretty hilarious i don't think that that would really physically be possible yeah but I don't know. I guess the thing is, we probably wouldn't know the answer to a panther and a large feral cat because I don't think anyone's experimenting with that shit. <laughs> mm, I'm, I'm, I'm inclined to say it probably won't work. Maybe things like you get your smaller African wild cats, and the there's like a one in there's one in Asia that's like lives along rivers and's got webbed feet and shit. Fishing cat. Yeah, fishing cat. I think they would. You could probably crossbreed those with a domestic cat because they're. They're very similar. similar. Yeah. yeah. There's a part of me that just like really believes that there are big cats. I am inclined to, I guess, agree, but we're disagreeing on what the cause of them is. I believe that these are just feral cats are getting bigger. But it's not like this is a new thing. No. It's been happening forever. So? Why would it just start? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Maybe why would it just start? Reports only go back a couple of decades. Yeah, so that's not long enough to evolve anyway. Why not? That seems like too short a time. They're just breeding for bigger cats. They have a lot shorter life cycles than us. You get a new generation of cats every year. Think about it. Cats take what? They're ready to breed within 12 months, right? (laughs) Less. Exactly. So you put them out in the wild, it doesn't take long. But how are they getting that big? We're just going to have to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. I mean, this one is quite believably acceptable. Well, except that it's- you still think it's just a feral cat and not a big cat. Yeah, I think it's just a really huge feral cat. It's hard for me to say because I'm not going to look at the photos. <laughs> I can't really argue. <laughs> it's a big black cat. Why are they always black cats? Probably, again, selective breeding helps them blend in more. In Australia, though, that I don't think that that would blend in more. Why? If they're, like, brown, I'd accept that. Hiding in shadows, though? Yes. But then I suppose you think about things like tigers and their bright orange for blending in. Yeah, but they have eyes on the back of their ears. <laughs> we had a um, one of our tabbies. We used to let it come out on walks with us around the grounds in one of the houses we lived in in New Guinea where we had like quite a bit of land with it. Mm. <laughs> if it went into the bushes, we'd lose sight of it because it would blend in. Yeah. Those little tiger stripes would activate. And you're like, where the fuck Jerome go? He always came back. You called it Jerome? We didn't call him Jerome. We got him from someone else who left. They called him Jerome. <laughs> That's a ridiculous name for a cat. <laughs> no. The first thing I ever met called Jerome was that cat. So when I encounter people called Jerome, I'm like, what's the fucking cat's name, man? I'm sorry if you're out there called Jerome, but that's just how it is for me. You know, it's like Charlie is a dog's name for me because I lived with a dog called Charlie for so long. Yeah. It's just it's how it goes. people name, though. I know. It's why, you don't, it's why you don't call animals people names. Yeah. Except both my cats technically have people names, just uncommon people names. Yes. Yeah. So I've just defended all the Charlies and Jeromes listen to us. Good one. Need to make this a welcome space. Is it like dollars? They're both great animals. You should be proud to be named after them. Oh, dear. I don't know how to segue from that to this. Jerome might have been gay, actually. The cat? Yeah. Well, I don't think that animals really think in terms of gay and straight. I think they'll just get to fucking, you know? Mm. Anyway, what is your last tale? Whose genitals are getting bitten off this time? <laughs> no one's getting genitals bit off, but I do think that this guy experienced some kind of pain. <laughs> um, A young man has been caught on CCTV cameras at Parkland's car and dog wash on the Sunshine Coast, taking a shower in one of the car wash bays. <laughs> Oh, no, he's probably homeless. Didn't look like it. Didn't look like it? He's just <laughs> no. like, okay. I think he was drunk. Okay, well, that's fine. I was going to say, was this just a dream he had? <laughs> he's like, I kind of want to just take a shower one day in a car wash. Maybe. 
then maybe the he just seen it comes. and was like, he has to do this. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know the background. Okay. Why he ended up here? But what I do know is that he did end up there. They got a thorough cleaning. In the footage, the young man is completely naked with his hand over his crutch as a companion assists him in getting lean, question mark. I say clean in a questioning way because as the owner explains, the chemicals used in car washes are not really made to be on human skin. The first one he used has a high pH that's used to dissolve grime and bird droppings. Look, it's going to clean them. A little too well, I think. Exfoliate the fuck out of it. (laughs) And the next one was a neutralizer, which has a really low pH. So two things that your skin definitely okay. So he's gone from acid to a base. Yep. Well, hopefully it meets in the middle and turns neutral. (laughs) The owner described this as it would be like chili juice on your skin. Oh. So I reckon Sky had to be at least extremely drunk to not really feel it. Because like I'll post some photos. Why is the owner just watching this? I don't think he was just watching it. It was at midnight. So I think he's reviewed the footage later. Okay. Like the next day. Okay. I thought he was just standing there watching this naked guy in his car wash. No, like, no, no. It's like the middle of the night. To be fair, I'd probably also be sitting there saying, I don't know if I should go over there. I'm not just, <laughs> what the fuck is happening? Just call the police. No, it was the middle of the night. So yeah, I don't no, think it was um, There's staffed. a naked guy taking a bath in my fucking car wash. Um, yeah, no, I don't think it was staffed at the time. It was the middle of the night. I don't think anyone was there to stop him from doing this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so he <laughs> somehow tracked down the guy. <laughs> tracked him down. So he didn't report to the police. No, I think from the article, there was like quite a like bit of an interview with the owner. And he said that he appreciated the laugh. I suppose, it- like, what's the crime, I guess? <laughs> he paid to use the car wash. Oh, he paid for it as well? Yeah. So, like, it was one of those ones where you have to put the coins in or whatever or yeah. tap it or whatever to make it work. So he paid for it. What he used it for is his business, I suppose. I think the only <laughs> concern would be is if he was, like, really injured or something. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I guess there's only kind of public nudity then, but those things have like got two walls in them usually, and it was midnight, so... Yeah, I mean, but I'm sure that if someone else was washing their car, they probably would have seen him. Um, he was covering his... He was covering his wang. Covering his bits. You know, I... You know, yeah. he'd heard the glory hole story, he was worried. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so like the owner was just like, he was saying that it gave him a good week in the office because everyone was having a good laugh about it, <laughs> so like he wasn't mad at all. <laughs> and so yeah, he tracked him down, and he's fine, he wasn't injured... Not even a rash. Well, it said nothing major, so maybe he did have something minor. Um, but yeah, it said no major skin issues or other health issues from what he did. But he's not enjoying his newfound fame. <laughs> because, of course, the owner published this on their Facebook page and said, thanks for the laugh, kind of thing. <laughs> so we can see the video. Um, yeah, I will definitely tweet some of like the stills from the video because they are fucking so funny. The guy is having the time of his life. Like, anyway. Are we talking like the ones with the high power hoses? Yes. Fuck. That would, <laughs> even the water pressure would just hurt. And like in the footage, he's like running around and he's like, friend is like chasing a, like him. Like a kid. Yeah. You know he's probably running? He's fucking hurting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad we ended on your story. Man. But yeah, so I'll definitely post some stills from the videos for you to um look at his bare butt, basically. And um, The last bare butt we saw on this show uh, was firing shit out of it at so supersonic speeds. So this is speeds. an improvement, really. <laughs> quite the opposite. Very dirty butt to quite a clean one. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but if you want to see them before I tweet them, the link is going to be in the show notes so you can... Go check the video out for yourself. I was I highly know, amused. I, I already know one of our listeners is going to be hitting that link straight away. <laughs> Hear from him later. <laughs> so yeah, I was highly amused by that, even though like nothing really happens in the story. It's just very funny. Oh my God. So yeah, I, it was a total accident. But after I finished that one, I'm like, huh, there's a lot of genitals mentioned. A lot of nudity. I don't know how that happened. It was an accident. Was but the, here we are. What was the first story again? Uh, the um, art one. Oh, yeah. The head. Hang on, wait. The headline for that first story, just so you know, a woman who knits from her vagina and a climate climate activist who wraps walls around trees. Look, to Daily Mail's credit, the headline is not the story this time. Exactly. They're learning. Well done. They're evolving. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Like the big cats. Sorry, like the feral cats. <laughs> Fuck, we're at the end already. Yeah. Okay, well, next week is going to be a bit longer because um, I'll, I'll tell you what the story is because I think a lot of people haven't heard of this. It's going to be Rackman. Have you heard of it? No. You 
find out next week. Okay. And it'll be a bit longer because it's quite a involved story with lots of twists and turns. Cool. Rackman. 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 Don't Google Rackman this yeah, week. Yeah, please don't. Don't spoil don't, it for yourself. Don't fucking do it. But it's a good one. Like, it's a good story. Look, I'm definitely not going to Google Rackman. So at least come next podcast, you can all tell me the story of Rackman. <laughs> I will be surprised. I'm just imagining a man with a huge rack. Rack of what? Lamb. I can tell you right now, that is not the story. <laughs> okay. Well, the fake tits it is then. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, let's go with that. Sure. And if you know any local glory holes that we should keep our dicks out of, you can send us an email about it at fuckmedeadpodcast. Sorry, I always fuck this up because it's Google's fault. It's fmedeadpodcast at gmail.com. Petition Google to let us have a swear word in yeah. our address. Just at CEO Google or whatever it is. <laughs> I don't even know who the CEO of Google is, Mr. Google. Yeah, Mr. Send Google. Send an email to Mr. Google, Mr. Goog. Tell him, let Fuck Me Dead podcast have fuck in their email name. It's all I want. All we need. We don't need the rest of it. Just have fuck at gmail.com. We'll be happy with that. Hell yeah. I kind of want that email. <laughs> yeah, same. I guess we could get a private domain with our we, own we email and we could have it at fuck at me dead is our email. Anyway. Maybe one day when we can afford it, we will do it. <laughs> So, you better tell your friends so we can get more viewers. And then we can finally have the fuck at gmail.com email. <laughs> That'd be great. So, always you can follow us on Twitter at fuckmedeadpod to keep up to date when our episodes are released. Those uh, pictures of the naked man yes. getting bathed will be going up on the Twitter as well. Anything else we feel like posting, I mean, we'll post links to all our stories throughout the week after the episode goes live. All this information and more can be found in the show notes and, of course, on our website at fuckmedeadpodcast.com, which is a list of ways you can listen to the site, including on the website directly. Oh my God. Oh my God. Ooh. I don't think anyone's ever used it. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not, but it exists. Subscribe if you have the time. Leave a review if the platform lets you. I mean, I, uh, subscribe to the platform lets you subscribe as well. Is there anything to even subscribe to? Look, just come back and tell your friends. Yeah. We're growing. It's happening. Yeah. Um, like, I don't like being a numbers person, but it's kind of hard we get to ignore at numbers. this point. Yeah. yeah. That, the, the little graph is slowly but surely curving upwards. Yeah, it's just kind of cool because... We're bad at advertising. Well, that, but also we weren't really, we didn't start doing this because like we thought it'd be a thing, if that makes sense. We just Mm. did it because we thought it'd be fun. And now people actually listen to it. Yeah. How wild is that? (laughs) And it's not just people we know and we know for a fact. Yeah. Because we can see the demographics. And it's interesting seeing where some of you are listening from. Very unexpected places, but it's also cool. Yeah, it's just like... You better believe I Google those towns I don't recognize. (laughs) But one thing that I did notice, because we did have a look at our analytics the other day for the first time in ages, and uh, we're having a growing audience from the US. So I think one thing that may be a little annoying to Australian listeners, but something that we probably should start doing more is like describing things that are Australian because I do try and make an effort when I you say well, things but I think that we really sometimes should. we just let it go like I thought yeah. to myself like you said Ambo earlier but you said he asked to call for a paramedic I'm like oh they could probably work it out shit I didn't even think about that Ambo <gasps> is an ambulance yeah it's one of these things they do here in Australia and where they just like, shorten a word and put O on the end of it it's true and like if you refer to like Ambos that just means paramedics yeah which doesn't make any... Ambos drive the Ambo. It, exactly. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but totally makes up, sense in my head. friends, you'd be like, instead of like, hey, Steve, Darren, and all that, it's like, Steve-o, Dano, Darrow. Like Dazza. Dazza. Chazza. <laughs> Bazza. So yeah, I think we should try to be more mindful and try to explain our Australianisms a little bit. Yes. But sometimes there are things like that that just slip out that but I don't even realize I'm saying. There's a growing European audience. <sighs> yeah, but they also probably listening. won't get our Australianisms. Yeah, we've got regulars listening in other parts of the world. Mm, it's, just, it's really cool. Mediterranean. Yes. Southeast Asia. But yeah, it's just it's just really cool. But still no one from South America. What is it? What do we have to do to get you people to listen? Oh my God, CJ, stop threatening people. They're not going to listen now with that attitude. <laughs> that doesn't matter. They're not going to hear the threat. They're not listening already. <laughs> Actually, you know what? It's fine because I found on my Twitch page where I can see the analytics of people viewing me. Mm-hmm. At least two, I've had views from Chile and Brazil. So you know what? It's fine. They don't want to listen to my podcast, <laughs> but they'll watch me play a video game. It's okay. So you're satisfied with that? I've hit a global audience. I'm done. <laughs> I'm missing Antarctica now. Fucking penguins. <laughs> They're not even on the analytics, which is really sad. That is sad because there were definitely, I bet you they do. What else are they going to do in Antarctica when they're not working? They totally watch fucking YouTube and shit. Probably. My mum almost got a job in Antarctica once as a postman. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, they didn't send her though because she was a woman. Oh. Yeah. That's bullshit. Yeah, if you work for the New Zealand post office, opportunities come up to get transferred to Antarctica for a year. Did you know that the system that Australia Post use, they directly stole it from New Zealand? Mm. 
Look, pretty much everything in Australia is stolen directly from New Zealand, if we're being completely honest here. Probably, but yeah. It's just some tidbit info from my time as a person. But what do you expect when you found a country with a bunch of thieves? Excuse me. <laughs> At the end of the day, they're still just a convict colony. I don't come from the original settlement. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right, let's wrap this up before we go any further. The Sorry, end of the we really show are is just like bullshitting now. Um. Sorry, we're going to pat the episode. It's only however long it is. It's fine. We're good. Um, so in all of that rambling, what I was trying to say is that thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. And, um, we'll be back at the same time next week. Goodbye. Bye.